You're listening to a Flawless Noises Media Network production. Welcome back to another episode of the Ratchet Ramblers podcast presented to you by Flawless Noses Media. I am one of your hosts. I am Jeremy. I go by Black Dante on Twitter. I go by Sleepy Johnson on Instagram and Facebook. I don't really know her like that. So good to hear luck, everybody. Um, I'm here. <laughs> I mean, like Facebook to me is like that cousin that Jeremy, you want to see. Like, listen, Jeremy log into Facebook, share shit, and log right back out. Log right like, the fuck if, back if off. We, if we tag him or something, I got to be like, Jeremy, hey, go check your Facebook real quick. Other than that, he don't fool. He don't fool with Facebook. And listen. the thing is, I, so I used to feel the same way. And hey, everybody. It's Candace, all social media, not so newly at PC. Um, we are back for another week of uh, mess and mayhem. Because yes. uh, that's that's what we signed up for. And fucking embarrassment. Um, Shout out to Ballistic. Listen, fucking embarrassment. Um, <laughs> and as usual, you will um, probably notice that we are not bringing on another permanent co-host nobody can feel curtis shoes um this is still very fresh for us but you know i just know he will want the show to go on yes. um but we're not bringing in a permanent third co-host we are open to having guests as you heard last week we had the incomparable brooke ashley on who yes. is always a great time a great guest um, and just a really sweet person, you know, um, if you want to be a guest, if you watch the shows and you want to come on, please don't hesitate to let us know. We try not to be weird and hound people to be guests on the show, but if it's something that you want to try, something you want to do, you want to trash talk, you want to shade, we here, baby. Yeah. Cause we, we here. Cause we thrive off negativity. We do. Um, so yeah, I like Facebook because I feel like Facebook is way more negative than Twitter. <laughs> to be honest, it is. To be honest. And they are way more toxic and they get way more worked up when you not toxic and you call them on a toxic bullshit. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> yeah. I like that because I could be a know-it-all. So at least when I'm a know-it-all on Facebook, I actually do know-it-all over there. <laughs> <laughs> right because you be a know-it-all on twitter it'll be somebody be like well first of all bitch this is not yeah, how it goes that's like not that. how it go at least i know when i'm being a know-it-all on facebook i know what the fuck i'm talking about because yeah. i mean when you go on facebook you're dealing with a bunch of people that only got ged so you know mm. what can you do just I really mean, fucking old and setting their ways but yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> public school said, system definitely failed listen, them. with that said it's always um Curtis memorialized himself in a way I don't think he knew he would. Um, his voice can forever be heard on previous episodes of Ratchet Ramblings. Yeah. If you if you start to miss him, I have I miss him. I have not stopped missing him. Um, so I found myself listening to previous episodes of Gay Side Stories. 
mm-hmm. of previous episodes of Ratchet Ramblings, especially the latest um, volume um, three for the collections of Shade, where <laughs> Curtis was the shining star. Yes, yes. Um, friend, I know you looking down. Listen, have your laughs. You do not have to deal with a Trump-run country anymore. Ooh. Ain't nobody to be playing in your face. Um, keep your I- arm, keep your hand on our shoulders, guide us. I'm not as good as this podcasting stuff as you um, but I do feel I learned a lot, and so I'm going to do my best. But yes. if you guys miss Curtis the way we have missed Curtis, just know that you can always go back to the old episodes of Gay Side Stories. I'm never going to take them down, um, no matter what happens with the network. His his listeners, his supporters, his fans will always have access to Gay Side Stories. Yes, so, indeed. That is and it, that. And the, the brilliance that is him from i want to say i want to say i can't remember the episode number but i definitely know it was the white diamonds episode up until not up until (laughs) (laughs) up until second city dragons (laughs) his brilliance oh and trash on this part here podcast with us while will forever be memorialized and we just miss him and we're gonna we're gonna make him proud yeah, we're going we gonna to make it do what it's going to do. I'm going to mm. tell you that. Um, if you haven't, go ahead over to the Patreon and subscribe at the $5 level to hear Ratchet Reloaded. Because Speaking of trash. We be on some super bullshit. And the super trailer for Love & Hip Hop Atlanta has been released. Um, Akbar V was in mess yesterday that they ain't have nothing to do with her. So Wait, what she do? Oh, okay. So listen, uh, <clears throat> oh, Ari, who is G Herbo's, uh, is it G Herbo? Baby mom, right? Mm-hmm. Was tweeting and uh, Alexis Scott took it as some shade being thrown at her. And she starts arguing with Ari. And so then, that's why people was talking about Alexis Scott. Mm hmm. So then Alexis Scott says that she paved the way for all the girls, all the IG girls who host and video mm. and, and uh, girl paved mm. the way for who, baby? Mm. <laughs> Where is Superhead? <laughs> Melissa Ford. Listen, Takara, so shit. Takara, uh, Tahiri. Uh, like, girl, girl didn't nobody know who the fuck Alexis Scott was to that one ep- that one season Amber, of Love and Hip Hop Hollywood. Amber Rose and so on and so forth. It's so many that came before you that you do not compare to. You cannot compete where you cannot compare. Shout out to uh, the Rose lady from uh, DC who used to be on Twitter dropping gems. Uh, <laughs> Correct. Um, and Ain't nobody think about no motherfucking in. Alexis guy. Hello, Masika jumped in like a paved the way for who, girl? <laughs> you know what the crazy thing is though. And then Akbar V jumped in talking about she want all the smoke behind uh, Alexis Sky. I don't think you want to smoke with them Chicago women because they have yeah. beat their niggas up. Already done beat G Herbo up a few times, <laughs> and he ended up going to jail. <laughs> finesse queen finesse listen okay so but akbar v 
You do everything but take care of them motherfucking kids. In the words of the great Trillificent, a.k.a. Curtis the Menace, a.k.a. the Tesla of Trash, you have no childs. You have dedicated more energy to arguing on the internet over some shit that don't have anything to do with you than you have trying to get custody of your children back. Bitch, hang it up. Flat screen. Look at here, Metal Mario. If you don't take care of them goddamn kids and get them some chicken noodle soup and leave hard-working glass people to fuck alone. And get that shrapnel out your goddamn head and leave us alone. Okay, look here. You up here with goddamn Lieutenant Dan legs and your motherfucking head. If you don't shut the fuck up and leave us alone. I'm trying to told you. Goddamn, you do everything but the fu- what the fuck you supposed to do. You stay in the studio when you can't motherfucking rap. You stay in for other folks' business when your kids are right there needing some goddamn cereal and soup. Girl, shut the fuck up, Varvi. And fuck you, Mona Sky Young, for introducing us to her. Well, I don't know if she's... I haven't watched the Super trailer yet. I will, and we'll discuss it on Ratchet Reloaded Wednesday. Um, when we record and it'll be releasing Friday on the Patreon. But I just want to say that we will be talking about love and hip hop Atlanta. It's going to be messy and I'm here for mess. Um, if Stevie J is back, we'll get Stevie J who has full custody of Eva, uh, not Eva, uh, Bonnie Bella. Bella. Yeah. Whatever her name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All that. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so I love how we just the Patreon. Yeah, I just, listen, she already, never mind. Um, <laughs> Subscribe to the Patreon because we doing what we do. Um, with that said, I want to um, let it be known that if you would like the opportunity to um, send flowers uh, or um, if you want to donate money because uh, while all of Flawless Noises would love to be there, we all just can't, but myself and Bree will be in attendance at Curtis um, funeral, homegoing services, celebration of his life and such unexpected travel can be expensive. So if you want to donate for travel to his funeral lodging and things of that nature, um, DM Ratchet Ramblings, DM me at not so newlywed PC, and I can send you the flawless noises PayPal information. If you want to send flowers on, you know, for Curtis, I can um, send you the link to the funeral home. You can read his obituary. You can sign the the e guest book. Um, that's available to do. So just let me know. But Curtis will we will celebrate his life Saturday. February 29th. Um, Curtis will not be erased. Bree worked diligently on with his mother to, to come up with an obituary fitting of Curtis. Who he was was not erased. Thank you, God. Yeah. Um, Gay Side Stories is discussed. His love for the community he was part of was discussed in his obituary. Um, that gave me a great sense of peace that who Curtis was, who he was proud to be was not erased. So like I said, if you want the information to be able to send flowers, sign a digital guest book, um, donate on behalf of, because Bree is bringing the kids because Curtis was godfather to her kids. So the travel expenses have mounted up. Um, but myself, Bree, Mama White Diamonds, Mike, 
Jaden, Jameson, um, our good friend Juanita, um, London, we will all be in attendance at Curtis Celebration of Life, um, both on behalf of the network and be just because he was our friend and we loved him and we want to be there because we understand not everybody can make it on such short notice. So like I said, DM if you want more information um, and I could do that for you. And so we about to get into the trash because that's what you came for. Yes. And with that, Jeremy, I- <laughs> Jeremy going to take us to Atlanta with these boring bitches. Andy, I want my money back. Let me tell you something, Andy. Andy I- Cohen. Is it Cohen? <clears throat> I want my yeah. money back. I need my money back. Let me tell you something, Bravo, Andy. If this... If this is the type of shit that you're going to play in our goddamn face for 20... Wait, because this is episode what? Oh, hold on. Let me see my notes. This is episode 14. And we could know how you do it with at least 20 damn episodes. If this is the type of shit you're going to be on for this last round and out until the reunion, you can kiss my ass and suck my dick from the back end. You know what? Never mind. Cause you, that, never mind. Never mind. Never mind. But <clears throat> fuck you, Andy. I wish I could slap you in the damn face because this shit was boring. This shit was boring. You know what this was? This was like a filler, a filler arc in some manga. That's what this was. Because it didn't serve no fucking purpose. But anyway, I'm going to try to get through this trash. This bad trash so my friend Candace can get to the good trash because my shows didn't do shit to be perfectly damn honest. Candace shows I ain't going to lie. I, I, watched, I watched Jocelyn's Cabaret and I wasn't mad at it. Um... I thought that the well, let me let you get the real housewives and I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you my hot takes on Jocelyn's cabaret because it's not super bad. I just thought it would be more drama. Yes. But you I'm know, not I, mad at it either. I will you know, say that. That's you know what, friend? Good analysis. Good analysis. Yeah. But let me get through this boring ass trash. Um <laughs> so first and foremost, um <sighs> They open up with a whole this is season 12. Let 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 that be in my season 12, episode four, Lions, Tigers, and Shade, which y'all can come up with a better fucking title. Y'all need to just hire us and give us a check. Cause we can we come up with way better titles for our shit than y'all do. And y'all got way more money than us, which is a fucking shame. But in it anyway. They opened up with this whole ass long montage of Cynthia and Nini going forth and shit that they did on each other during this season and leading up to the season. And I'm just tired because both of y'all are some old ass hens. Both of y'all are messy. Both of y'all are backstabbers. Both of y'all lack any damn self-awareness. And we just tired and don't care that y'all going back and forth over this high school shit when both of y'all are fucking 50. Like, God damn. Especially, we all know y'all gonna get back friends any damn way and gonna fall out again, then get back friends again and go through this cycle of damn strife again. Leave, y'all don't have nothing else going in y'all lives that y'all can't give us anything other than these older women acting like goddamn 20-year-olds. Again, Bravo Andy, you need your face slapped. All the shit that going on with Nene and Greg and you want to focus on this high school shit, but anyway, speaking of high school, Nene meet up with Marlo. Nene makes a comment that Marlo is the queen of looks. And Nene, I want to give a fuck you to you and your nose because Marlo ain't queen of nothing but scamming old white men and laying on her back. Stop playing in my goddamn face with these lies. 
Marlo Queen Queen where? 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 Um, she goes on about Nene goes on about this life coach that encouraged her to settle things with Cynthia and hash things out. And I just want to say that Nene been having a life coach for eight or four years and never got in the game. Like you've been permanently benched on your growth to being a better person for honestly your inception on this show, Nene. And you still and you are almost 50. You are on the plus side of half a century, and you still a bozo. So I don't know. Just seems like a waste of effort, beloved. That's all I'm saying. Um, then transition. I do want to say this though. In the transition to the next scene, they showed Portia. Was it Portia? No, they showed Kenya. They showed Kenya feeding um little baby Brooklyn, and she made some. <laughs> she made some Chilean sea bass, sea bass, and all I could think of, and I tagged Candace on when I was live tweeting it from the rest of That was Clevelandian. Clevelandian. <laughs> Clevelandian sleep sea bass, you ain't damn slick, kid. You, I know Clevelandian sea bass when I see it, bitch. Don't you play about damn thing? Right off Lake Erie, bitch. You ain't finna play in okay. her face, okay? <laughs> okay, you right not from the Great Lakes. First of all, you not classy enough for no Clevelandian sea bass, kid. You girl, fuck you. At all. You need you need to you need to be high class for this this Clevelandian sea bass, girl. You ain't on the quad. Bozo, bitch. Oh, bozo ass. <laughs> oh, bozo ass. Helpful. But anyway, speaking of that, Cynthia comes over. They talk about Nini. They also talk about the little fiasco that happened um, at that failed um, come to, I don't know, come to bitches moment with, uh, with Tanya and the cookie lady and stuff. And Kenya apologizes for throwing Cynthia under the bus, which I don't understand because Cynthia absolutely was being messy inviting Absolutely. that lady so i don't understand why well i understand because they both bozos but <laughs> just on a on a on a logical level i don't understand why she felt the need to apologize because cynthia was being messy she absolutely was she knew what the fuck it was and don't invite that lady any goddamn way spread mess and in typical fashion as my friend candace has so eloquently said um always being messy and conniving and malicious but then pl- crying and playing victim you too old for that shit, Cynthia. You too old and you You too old and you too I, I get there. I get there. I get there. Um But she talks about meeting with Nene to try to bury the hatchet and shit, which I'll get to in a second. It just didn't really go anywhere. I also want to say, for as much as Kenya go on about reading a bitch and that dress that she wore to that shit, I just have a question. And um this might be a bit problematic. But I mean, that's why you tune into this to this show. So good to hear look, everybody. But yeah, you definitely ain't tuning in for nothing classy. You Correct. here for some you here for trash, bitch, and we here to give it to you. We the city dump. Correct. <laughs> so which speaking of that dress that King you wore. So remind me of the, her skin. If that <laughs> if that's the dress that she wear to read a bitch. Is she in special needs like that little boy that y'all would donate to that little white boy y'all would donate to that GoFundMe? Because that dress was fucking ugly. Like, is Kenya dyslexic? Do she need hooked on phonics, hooked on a hooked on a terrible skin having bitch? Like, I don't understand. I, like, I just maybe it's just me. You know, 
I wouldn't brag about being able to read somebody and that's the dress that I'm going to read somebody in and the dress was not that good. The dress was not that girl. But that's just me, you know. Hey, to each his own and I guess to to each his own bad skin, Kenya, I guess. But that just proves the point that we've been saying and everybody has been saying for 12 seasons of the show is that you're a bozo with no self-awareness. So. Mm, mm. Bitch. Listen, I... <clears throat> Brick stated it last week eloquently. They have played in our face for years now. They need to revamp this fucking show. Yes. These ladies are using fake storylines, fake narratives to be on this show. Yes. If you can't show us the real, what's really going on, don't be on real <clears throat> reality TV. Find yeah. something else to do. But y'all are really aside from candy y'all really don't have shit going for y'all outside of reality tv and that's a hard pill to swallow with that being said make it worthwhile make make it so that the ratings are so fucking high that y'all are getting the biggest bag of all the real housewife franchises you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. yeah because like, it's like, dude, like dude they that. don't even sell the fake shit well you know what i'm saying like the whole shit with with record gate or tape gate or whatever the fuck they called it this shit with cynthia and nini like they have real shit going on in their lives that they could be focusing on but they choose to focus on the little minuscule shit that we see on twitter every day that don't nobody really care about and it's like you have you have the tools to give us a good show but you choose not to and then the stuff that you choose to give us you don't even sell it good so it's like, why are we here? It gives us the sense of bias remorse because we tune in for this shit for the negativity and chaos. Then the negativity and chaos that we get is so fucking middle school and you don't even sell that good. So it's like, why are we even invested? You know what I mean? Because this whole episode was a fucking waste. Yeah. Because nothing got resolved. Because, I mean, I might as well get to it now because Nene and Cynthia have this damn sit down and neither one of them admits any any wrongdoing in their friendship throughout the inta- totality of their friendship. They both dragging each other, but also self-dragging themselves because they're two sides of the same coin. And nothing gets resolved. They give a little fake hug, and Nene start fake crying like she got damn Portia and shit. But we know y'all going to fall out later in the season, and then y'all going to get right back friends again, air quotes, later on. So it's like, why why do we need to be invested in the fakeness if you're not going to sell it to us. You know what I mean? Right. Because the whole time Nene and Cynthia are calling each other toxic, I'm just thinking like, well, if this ain't the goddamn Spider-Man pouring that Spider-Man. And also, Nene, of all the shit that you have done to other people, and in fairness, that other people have done to you, being called a toxic friend was your line where you had to break down like motherfucking queen of the damned and shit. Nene, I know you fucking lying at your big ass goddamn age. Of all the shit people have called you on this damn show, being called a toxic friend, which you are toxic, was the moment that had you broke breaking down fake crying. Nene, you and your nose need y'all face slap. I mean, I'm not the one to do it. But somebody needs to slap you in your fake in your fake nose. I just I want I want Nene to go on with whatever bullshit she doing trying to play like Nene the type of bitch to be like chess not checkers like you're, <laughs> you're not doing either of them like be on the Nene show. Nene Carter. <laughs> yeah, uh, 
<laughs> be here be accountable be accountable be for real give us a real storyline let us in on what's going on in your real life all this fake fabricated bullshit you're doing all this i'm on a spiritual journey you are no more spiritual no more mature no more kinder than you were the last season season before that season before those you the same old nini and you playing in our face like you're not when you are correct and then just to punctuate that, she gonna have a scam empowerment brunch, which oh, I love God. to do that. Um, the only thing she was missing was some Kobe beef broth and some and some cold waffles, but you know whatever. Um, <laughs> somebody gonna pick up on that and write the show. <laughs> but um, not only is she gonna hold a brunch, she gonna be two hours late for the shit. I wasn't even mad at Kenya when she left because she was like, "So what the fuck is the point of us coming to brunch and we having women's empowerment when the woman that hosts the shit ain't even here and she gonna be two hours late?" I would have, I would have left too. Yeah. But uh, she. I would have cussed Nene the fuck out. Well, that listen, listen, but um, she showed up two hours late with some damn extras on set. Them wasn't Nene damn friends. Them was some people. Them was some extras in a goddamn Tyler Perry play. You're playing my damn face. Nene ain't got no damn friends. The fuck do you mean she showed up late with her because she had to wait on her friends? What friends? She ain't got friends on the show. And you expected me to believe that people outside of this show actually like being in Nene Leaks prisons. I know you fucking lying. But anyway, she showed up late. Her and Portia have this little fake-ass exchange and glance like, oh, I'm so Thankful that you came, Nene. Oh, okay, cool. I, I will say this, though. I will say this on the show page. <laughs> on, a, on, on a real nigga level, I'm not mad that Portia hadn't really forgave Nene just yet. But on a petty level, Portia, if you can forgive Dennis, who looked like a bean burrito for cheating on you and embarrassing you and have you looking the fuck stupid, you can forgive Nene. I'm just saying. If you can forgive a nigga that's into bestiality and look like a beast, you can forgive Nene. That's all I'm saying, Porsche. But they but Nene shows up three hours three hours late. She uh, she trying to be confused as to why the girls are upset that she was late. It's because girl, you invited them to a brunch and you showed up like the brunch was at one, you show up at four and people goddamn getting out of church service and shit like what the fuck you think nene what the fuck the fuck you think that they're gonna be happy that you were damn late see again nene you don't have damn self-awareness and like my friend said you the same on nene that you been. and you ain't never gonna change um eva's water broke um and they had to rush out of the hospital they rushed her to the north to north side which girl oof ah mm, the hell look <laughs> Although I will say, I guess it's probably better than being at Grady. Because if she would have went to Grady, I, mm, if she would have went to Grady, we might not have seen Eva again. So, get the hell up with that. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> listen, 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 Grady haunted as fuck. I'm <laughs> listen, there's two places you don't want to go in Georgia. Lake Lanier and motherfucking Grady Hospital. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying, you go to those two places, you, we might see, see you on Unsolved Mysteries. That's all I'm saying. I'm saying, but I ain't saying. Yeah, listen, I'm trying to told you. Um, 
But yeah, it was scam empowerment brunch. Nene was being fake as fuck as she usually does. Um, and the thing that I really irri- the re- thing that I, that really irritated me about this episode was like, like I said earlier, it was filler. Like, what was the point? Like, nothing got resolved. Nene talking about this is a sisterhood brunch and all this shit, but you three hours late, and then when you got there, wasn't no sister, wasn't no hood. So, what was the purpose of the episode? Like, what was the purpose of all this shit? Nothing happened. Nothing progressed. Anybody's storylines forward. If anything, we went backwards to all same old shit that we did not really care about anyway, such as Kenya versus Tanya, such as. Nene versus Cynthia, such as hell, evil versus pregnancy. Like, what? What was the reason for this episode, Andy? What was the reason? So that was that. Now we'll say next episode looks promising because Portia and Kenya get into it, which I'm looking forward to that because I'm wondering if Portia is gonna drag her off the couch again. Um, it does look like some negativity is coming, but. We could have done without this episode, and like the shit that you—it seems like you prepping up for next episode. It, you could have had, you could have shelved this episode and saved next episode for this one, and I would have been more invested. But it was yeah. some trash. I mean, the crazy part is y'all took like two weeks off and came back with trash. <laughs> like, right. what? How do you when, take a when? break and then come back with bullshit? How? Like if anything, if anything, you taking a two week break, you know, you expecting like, oh y'all taking a two week break, you know, the Grammys, Oscars, or whatever the fuck. Like, oh y'all finna come back with some shit, y'all in the lab, y'all finna cook up some shit, and then you come back with some goddamn Alfredo. Mid. Right. You came with some mid. You came Don't with some. You came that. with some Reggie. Nobody want that. Nobody smoking that shit. Nobody ain't finna get a buzz off that. Ain't nobody finna, ain't nobody finna, ain't nobody finna orgasm off that. You up here playing. You playing in the pussy. And I don't appreciate that shit, Andy. So fuck you. You get a fuck you for that. Moving right along. Um, <laughs> moving right along to Jocelyn's shit show. Let's let's mosey on down. <laughs> let's mosey on down 75 uh, and hop on 20 to get to Miami, I mean 16, get on 16, to get to Miami. <laughs> friend, let me, let, let, you know what, friend, get your hot takes off. Just go ahead and get your hot takes off. So, and I'm gonna follow up. Go ahead and, go for ahead. as messy as Jocelyn is, I really expected a lot more mess on this show. Mm-hmm. However, I will say that we are getting a chance to see the girls beyond just being dancers some of them um, keywords some, some of them some of them um which i appreciate is too. it was which one got the old boyfriend is that lucky or yes, is that jay that's lucky, lucky. Mm-hmm. okay lucky acting like he not your pimp don't make him not your pimp correct because when jocelyn was like when jocelyn said he was her pimp and you like ah it's not my pimp blah, blah, that's your, that's pimp, your special nigga because well, he can, because he can be your special nigga but also your pimp you you barely legal you don't have no business with him that's some right. pimp shit right that's your pimp um right. which i felt like not to cut you off i felt like this is one of the, like like friend you know how we tune in for the to these shows for the mason negativity and chaos right mm. i was pleasantly surprised now, I'm not saying she gave the best advice. Please don't get me confused on that. 
But I was presently surprised at the advice Jocelyn tried to give Lucky, even though Lucky wasn't receiving it. Because Jocelyn was like, girl, this nigga is 50. You are so young. You got your whole future ahead of it. Focus on you. Make sure, get you straight so you don't have to depend on this nigga. Focus on you. Get yourself together. You know, if you need help, reach out to somebody. I'm here. You know, you got people that fuck with you. Jay, Safari. You got people, you got a community here that if you need to get yourself off the ground so you don't have to deal with this creepy old ass nigga, we got you. You know what I'm saying? I, I was presently surprised that Jocelyn was being serious for a moment and gave us some pretty good advice. Even though Lucky wasn't trying to hear that shit. Which is sad, but it goes back to what we were saying. Like, that old nigga that she with, that, that is a predator. I don't give a fuck what y'all say. That nigga is a predator. You are on the plus side of a century, nigga. You up there with Cynthia and Nene, and this girl, this girl younger than me. Way younger than me. You need your face slap. Then you also emotionally manipulative, Tom, putting all the pressure and, and all the questions on her as to why you with her. Mm-hmm. No, we need to be asking you and you need your ass whooped. That's what you need, you old ass nigga. But continue, friend. I didn't mean to cut you off. Continue. No, no. No, I was just saying it's good to see some of these girls' struggles. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a lot of people see the glitz, the glitz and glamour of stripping, of dancing, the yeah. money that it comes with. But a lot of these girls have so much going on in their personal lives. So many demons that they're fighting. So many you know, parent issues, family issues, so on Jay. and so forth. Um, but I want us to go on and get, because again, it was another one of those episodes. It wasn't a lot going on. Um, but what's the two bitches name? Chastity. Chastity and Daisy. Chastity and Daisy. Y'all are some outwardly beautiful, ugly bitches. Let me yes. say that. Yes. Y'all are beautiful, gorgeous. Y'all are what every man wants to see. Black man, should I say, when he comes into a strip club, a cabaret, whatever Jocelyn is. But on. y'all are some ugly y'all motherfuckers. Y'all are so ugly on the inside. And y'all have been have since gone the first out of episode. your way to bully on Lucky and Jay for no reason other than you think that they aren't on your level, which physically y'all are killing them. Yes. But Jocelyn made a good point. It ain't about who looked the best. It's about the hustle. And right. them two bitches got hustle. Right. They got she hustle. Sapphire too. Sapphire too. They got hustle. Yeah. That's why Jocelyn y'all, liked Y'all them. resting y'all laurels on being pretty. Right. Big and whoop. That's not it's what a Jocelyn lot of pretty bitches for. in the world. And that's not what Jocelyn looking for. Jocelyn looking for, for girls that hustle, that know the game, that are on their shit. And I love that she pulled y'all card, especially the chastity, because you saying that you look like money and all this, but baby, you got a paper tag on a 96 goddamn Toyota. I am confusion. Daisy, she pulled your card too. Like you talking down on Jay because she got a trick, but you got a trick too. You got a trick too, and shit. Every time, and the and the thing that I really like that Jocelyn pulled that card about was that every time we see Jay or Lucky or shit, even Sapphire on this show, they doing something. You know what I'm saying? They working. They even working with Jocelyn. Or they working independently. They got something going on. The only thing we see look, we see Chastity and Daisy doing is talking shit. 
You know what I'm saying? So all this, all this shit, Chastity talking about, you want to see bitches struggle? Well, that's because bitches are struggling, but they also working, they also hustling, they respecting the game. What y'all doing? Talking shit on the next woman. Y'all trying to pull Jocelyn's card about women's empowerment, but since the first episode on this show, y'all have not been empowered. And the other part is, y'all said some shit about uh, Jocelyn wanted them because they doing it for free. None of y'all bitches is working for free. None of them. All y'all, y'all all getting a check workers. from Zeus. I don't know yes. how big of a check, but y'all getting paid. So don't sit up here and act like these girls so desperate that they will work for free. These young bras is hustlers. Right. One got a whole pimp she used to work in. Right. What are y'all talking so about? So much to the so much to the fact that Jocelyn now this had me screaming. Jocelyn scared of her. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, Fred, I ain't never seen Jocelyn that damn docile that when she got on the phone with JP. <laughs> she was like, "Uh, sir, can I can I can I have Jay out? But, but after eleven thirty, can I can I please? I don't I don't know. Like Jocelyn, what happened to the Puerto Rican princess? <laughs> What happened to the bad bitch? What happened to the baddest bitch in your mind? You turned docile shit for me. <laughs> so that shit had me hollering. But I just, I do not, you, Chastity and Days are definitely two of those women. And I mean, Jocelyn said it before on previous episode, but she said it again. This one, they are definitely two women that think they are better than everybody because they light skin. Mm-hmm. And it shows. Mm-hmm. Because you didn't know these girls from a can of paint the first fucking episode, and you talk shit about them, you bullied on them. You honestly, Daisy, you abused your power as Jocelyn's bottom bitch because you felt empowered. You felt because you were the bottom bitch, you could talk to these girls any old kind of way, and they weren't gonna get no pushback. But little did you know, little did you know, Miss Ma'am, bitch, that they don't give a fuck if they, you a Daisy, they can turn you into a tulip and beat your ass. That's what you did not expect. You did not expect that these girls will have fight. Mm-hmm. And not allow you to talk to them any old kind of way, because that Daisy definitely gives me. I've been able to talk to people any old kind of way and do what I want because I'm pretty. Mm-hmm. And you wasn't expecting, you wasn't expecting no girls to be like, "Bitch, I don't give a fuck what you look like, who you are. You're not finna play in my face and disrespect me when you don't know me from a can of paint." That's what you. That's that's what really shook you, Daisy. And you think and you think people don't know, but let me tell you something. I know. My friend Candace, and Candace don't even watch this shit as regularly as I do, but she know you're shook, and that's why you're upset. And Chastity, I don't even know why you there. You just Daisy's little lap puppy. You just go along with whatever the fuck she say. And that's why you got your wigs. I just, I, I had a huge problem with them talking about the money as if they wasn't already getting a check. Right. Right. And bringing up that they, you just using the other girls for storyline. And also saying that Jocelyn... the other girls don't need a check. Right. And, oh, I and got you know businesses. If you got all these businesses, where are you still doing what you're doing? I don't part. like when people play in my face. And I'm not saying that she's not selling hair. I'm not, but it's not nearly to the capacity that she played it to be. Because mm-hmm. why are you doing this? If you got three very lucrative businesses, you don't need to be dancing in nobody's cabaret. You don't need to be on the Zeus network with your titties and your ass hanging out. Not you only get that. money from those three lucrative businesses. Stop playing in our fucking face. Y'all aren't nearly as successful, nearly as above the rest of the ladies as y'all would have us to believe. Stop fucking playing. You Not bitches only- is hungry and you looking for it come up too. Stop fucking playing. That might be the title of the show. Stop fucking playing with us. That part. Not y'all only playing that. in our face. Not only that, I, I add to that, why are we only hearing these about these businesses now when y'all getting checked by Jocelyn because of y'all behavior? 
Like Hello. that's what we need to get to the root of. Like y'all Let's doing all, y'all doing root. all this carrying on. You talking about Jocelyn being fake? The the thing that killed me, friend. I don't know if you caught this. Chastity was like, um, Jocelyn talking about women's empowerment and, and we being mean, but she bullying us. How is she bullying y'all when the fact that w- the reason we even here is because y'all was so mean to them other girls. Not only that, that y'all told Jocelyn to her face that fuck giving her and giving them girls an apology which y'all definitely owe them y'all don't have no self-awareness is that the reason that jocelyn is being quote-unquote mean is because y'all been some stank ass bitches this whole fucking show and it's by the grace of god that them girls haven't put their hands on you because let me tell you something jay <laughs> i love jay because i know in my heart and soul jay will mop the flow with them what jocelyn say can she no jay will walk y'all like a dog she sure will chastity talking about i'll slap but you ain't gonna slap no damn me. body because remember i was talking about dog walking bitches years ago yes you was I was. Yeah, she was. Jay is a woman was. after your own heart, friend. She got hustle and she and, will fight a bitch. And is. And, and is. fucking is. Let me tell you, that fight, I, I expected Jocelyn to beat that bitch to fuck up. And I will say that Jocelyn has some restraint. Because she ain't really fight her, but she let her. And old girl started it. Because once you start poking your finger in people's chest, putting your finger mm-hmm. in people's face and shit, you want to fight. Yep. That's that's I'm I'm ready to do whatever I'm yep. ready to get it popping. And Jocelyn knew it. Energy. That's why she was so calm. That's the type of energy because I ain't never got in nobody's face putting my fingers in their chest unless I wanted a real fucking problem. Yep. So Jocelyn, she gently manhandled her. I thought we was gonna get old Jocelyn, but I was I was pleasantly surprised at the Jocelyn we got. She just kind of snatched her wig off and put her on the ground like, hey, remember who you talking to? Yeah, you know what? Cause you 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 bring in you bring in some whoop a bitch energy, and I know you won't whoop a bitch. Yeah, that's why she was so calm, and I I grew initially I was kind of disappointed in what we got, but what what you just said, I thought about it after I watched it again. I was like, you, you know, Jocelyn knew, and she, I mean, I guess she been knew, but she knew these were not the type of girls. They all barking no bite. Because even if you see in the previews, like Daisy trying to jump in, Jocelyn got hood in a got <laughs> Jocelyn got her in the damn headlock off to the side. She still got got chested the damn wig and shit. You know what I mean? Like she know that she could beat both of these girls in her sleep with one. You know what I'm saying? Like she could beat them with one hand tied behind her back. Hell, probably both of them. Because they ain't got no hand. They got all that mouth. They got all that stank attitude. They think they're above everybody, but they she, they not above them hands because they ain't got none. And Jocelyn knew it. And I was, I, friend, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't give Jocelyn much, if anything, because of Jocelyn. But I was thoroughly entertained in how not only was she reading them, but she was so calm while she was doing it. That's the type of, that's the type of carrying on I like to see. Because you know what you were saying about Facebook earlier? When you mm-hmm. can read somebody so calmly and then make them mad, on top of it, that's what Jocelyn was doing. She was she was calmly reading them. She was calmly telling them about themselves, telling them about their behavior. When she called them two dollar assholes, I was laughing because I mean they act like it. You know what I mean? Like when they were trying to you know counter her, talking about you just using the girls because you think they the Beyonce. Jocelyn was like, "Girl, I've been on TV longer than you've been alive. I've been entertaining yeah. people longer than you've been alive. I wake up." feeling like Beyonce. What do you remember? You on my show, not the other way around. 
and they couldn't take it, and they got mad. And like you said, they were trying to get in her face, chastity, point at her, knowing good and goddamn well you ain't got no hands and you can't fight. And you got your weed pulled. And I'm looking forward to the next episode when Daisy get her pulled. Now, it ain't going to be knocked down, drag out like I was expecting and hoping. But I was but it's gonna be some it's gonna be some checking of a bitch. Mm-hmm. And I'm here for it because they need to be checked. And not only that, according to Jocelyn, based on the preview, they're gonna get kicked off the fucking show. <laughs> Jocelyn gonna be like, get the fuck out, which I'm here for, because it's what y'all deserve. Chastity and Daisy. So y'all, you know, friend, can we bring back Bozo of the Week? Yes. Chastity and Daisy, you get the you get the Ratchet Ramblings official Bozos of the Week. Because y'all tried it and played in everybody's goddamn face and played in Jocelyn's face. And she told y'all about y'all selves and she dragged one of y'all and politely, politely pushed you to the ground like the piece of flea that you are. So fuck y'all. And that was it. <laughs> so I didn't have me a hey, don't, glass Real of... quick though, real quick though, real quick though. Like, I'm, like she is attractive, but so Daisy don't look a little slow in the face. Like she like she she, do. she don't give she, you, do. she don't give you I eat glue she in do. my spare time. She do. That's okay. why I be laughing at them acting like they so much better than the other ladies. Like mm-hmm. y'all cute, but y'all ain't you know the baddest of the bad. You know what I'm saying? Right. I mean, if we being honest, I would much rather look at Jocelyn than look at y'all. <laughs> I mean, I'm just because at least with Jocelyn, I'm gonna be entertained. Rose, so y'all know I'm on trash, and that's why we about to head to uh, where are we going, friend? Oh, we about let's to go, go to boot camp. boot camp. We going to marriage boot camp. Let me tell you something. <laughs> I don't so know. We talking about CeeLo now or later? We're gonna talk about CeeLo. <laughs> so first things first. Um, what I want to ask is why is Chosus and Bianca here when they have established that they do not have a monogamous relationship? He is still free to talk to other women. Bianca is, so I'm glad that we got some clarification. Um, even, even Chosus said the same thing that Bianca is just not jealous. Okay. Um, and I needed this clarification because, again, I was wondering why they were here. She's not just jealous. She has been having these outbursts over a particular woman. Not mm-hmm. any woman that shows some attention. Not any woman he speaks to on social media. This is a isolated incident. And I think they did Bianca a great disservice by playing her like every woman that gives him attention or he speaks to, she's trying to fight them. Because that is not the case, as we see in episode three. It's only one. One it's that she took a, what, was it two, $200 Uber? Yeah, that she took a $200 Uber from Philly to wherever this girl was and beat her the fuck up. Girl. Mm. My question, and Judge Lynn and Dr. Ish have a great point. If this woman is a huge point of contention in y'all relationship, why are y'all, t- why are you still dealing with her? Why is she dealing with you after your main girlfriend beat her the fuck up? Where is the self-esteem? We got to women. We got to unpack our bags. Because there's no reason to be chasing after a nigga who you've gotten your ass beat behind. There's no reason to have any communication with a man who his main girlfriend beat you the fuck up. Why are you here? What is he offering? 
Is he paying bills? I need to know the specifics of the relationship to understand why she would still be dealing with choses after Bianca beat her the fuck up. Mm. And I need, I need the editing to be better and not paint her as just some insecure, goofy bitch when this is literally about one specific woman. Yeah, Bianca we, did not react at all to him being in the presence of other women having a good time turning up. She did not. We have to yeah. give her that. Yeah, now, it was as business we, as usual. Before we jump out there, y'all are on marriage boot camp. Why would y'all think these folks would send y'all out into this a, this grand pool party and not understand? And you wouldn't even say to yourself, "All right, I know they somewhere watching us interact with these people." Right. Like, did y'all really think that y'all wouldn't, that, that y'all significant others or people that you dealt with would never see this shit? Like, come on now. Marriage Boot Camp is in what? Like, how many seasons, Candace? It's many seasons in. Remember, Marriage Boot Camp was on way before it started, like, a hip-hop edition and a family edition. Right. It's actually got some some years under its belt, if we being honest. Right. So, it's many years of this show, and y'all didn't think that nobody would see y'all doing and interacting at that pool party come on now again like candace said stop playing our damn face also i will say this like i agree with your assessment of bianca and chose first of all chose looks like that first drawing that they did for sonic the hedgehog so i huh. i have a hard <laughs> i have a i have a hard time looking at him and taking him seriously to be honest but that's just I, me because i'm paying the I, and i actually do agree with bianca if you're here with me so that we can work on things and repair things at the very least i deserve the courtesy of you not having dealings with the woman that's a huge point of contention in our relationship 10 days 10 days yeah because what you come in here is saying a couple things you want the check and you want to work out you want things to be worked on so at Mm -hmm. the very least you should have this bitch and let her know hey I'm trying to figure out my relationship with Bianca. I'm not going to be available to deal with you for two weeks. And after that, we could discuss some things because I will have a better understanding of where me and Bianca stand after these 10 days. Right. And that will tell me a lot about where you and I stand. Bianca is absolutely right for how she's felt. She's absolutely right for her reaction because I guarantee you if another nigga was calling Bianca's phone, he would have wowed out on her. Absolutely, because in typical nigga fashion, in typical straight nigga fashion, let me be more specific, Chosen's is being a, a, t- a typical nigga, uh, not considering Bianca's feelings and then gaslighting her and throwing shit up in her face when she blow up, even though he is the cause and effect of why she blow up, and while also trying to entertain this other woman that he knows is a point of contention in their relationship, as you said, and then wondering why everything is going to shit. Yep. It's because of you, Choses. Like, the fact that yep. your name is Choses, but you can't choose the right decisions is beyond me, but you're a typical straight man, so, I mean, I can't expect shit. Then you young, so I definitely can't expect shit. I will say, um, like I was telling uh, Candace, like, I... Maybe it's because I haven't seen her in a while, and maybe it's because every time I see her, usually she got some kind of, like, wild shit in her hair, like how Nicki Minaj used to be with all the crazy shit, but Bianca is fucking pretty as hell. Bianca has never been ugly to me. She is very cute. I like her style. Um, I want her to get to a place in her life 
in her young life. And it's the reason we're hard on Bianca, but we're not as hard because I realized she's pretty young. She's, she's young enough. And it took me into my thirties to really find myself, unpack my baggage, do my healing and be in a place where when love came to me, I would know how to receive it. I would know how to reciprocate and I would know how to move accordingly. I want that for Bianca. Very pretty girl, very talented, but she got a lot of baggage and a lot yeah. of skeletons friend, that she needs to sort I got out. a question for you. Do you feel how I feel in that I don't think that I feel like <laughs> shout out to all our good sis Brooke. Do you feel that Chosen's is a stepping stone for Brooke? Because that's how I feel. Like I don't feel for like Bianca, this is who yes. she is. I don't feel like this is who she really needs. No, this not her. This not her with. final des. This not right. her final destination. Okay, we here. We here. We here. No, this not. Because I definitely feel like Chosen is just somebody that's filling a gap at the moment, and it's not who Bianca is meant to be with. Because I, first of all, the nigga's name is Chosen. Facts. Like the motherfucker sound like a Metroid or some shit. Like call Samus Aran when you need her. Like nigga, please leave us alone. Stop playing a Bianca face and our face. Yeah. No, I agree. Yes. I agree. Speaking of playing Um, our face. (laughs) Yeah, so first, I want to get to CeeLo and (laughs) I want to get to Shani and Ajua. Um, They were at the pool party. Um, What we saw was two women very in love with the men that they're with. Um, But being able to enjoy the attention that they don't get from their partners mm. in a manner that they enjoyed it, but they weren't like Jocelyn. Yeah, Like Ajua yes. just wanted to have conversations about things that interest her. Yeah. And look Somebody good in to, her bathing suit. Yeah. And look good in her bathing suit. Shawnee, same thing. Yep. Men showing her attention, showing her that, she can be listened to. Her thoughts and opinions are valid. Cause Lord knows she don't get it with CeeLo. She don't get it with CeeLo. Um, and so. And I they, think with Ajua, she they, was just having fun. Yeah, they gave me exactly what I felt they would give me. They yeah. would have fun, but they wouldn't go off the deep end. One, mm-hmm. not with no white men. Neither <laughs> of them look like they are interested in white men. <laughs> I, okay, so if you didn't bring it up, I was. Cause let's be let's be real. Let's be real. Like them, oh, I almost said something real problematic. Ooh, Lord Jesus. Mm. Mm. Continue, Candace, because I'm finna go no, real No, come, <laughs> come on. Come on. So, so, <laughs> so them white men didn't give you Matt Miller? Them white, yeah, they, <laughs> so, so, so the white men didn't give you just a Bieber? <laughs> I was just looking at them like, what is this? Yeah, I was just, I, I was like, they just, they just enjoying the conversation, which is fine. That one dude talking to Ajua, talking about, talking about, you want me to go on a trip with you? Boy, you know good and goddamn well she ain't say no motherfucking go on a trip with you, boy. Now, I know they was acting and stuff for the exercise, but still, you could have sold that a little bit better. Yeah. Because that was some goddamn Malibu's most wanted shit if I ever goddamn seen it. Mm-hmm. Which, 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 to be fair, to be fair. I CeeLo was in his feelings and his gown. <laughs> but I liked 
Styles' reaction, like Styles wasn't tripping. Like you know what Styles turned into. You remember that Tank song? Maybe I deserve. I, so you know, <clears throat> I was pleasantly surprised at Styles' reaction. He is turning into somebody else who I would like to see him on a Love and Hip Hop. Mm. Um, because I am rooting for him. And it's hard. It I I know I'm gonna get some feedback because he admitted to cheating and not treating her the best he could. You know, Brooke typing up furiously right now. What I stand (laughs) for, and it's not that I stand for him. I stand for his accountability. Yeah, his approach to it. I stand for his willingness to be vulnerable in the situation, to Mm -hmm. be honest and not lie. Because a lot of the men there are lying and making excuses, i.e. Chosen, i.e. CeeLo, Ballistic. Stu, we'll get the fucking Stu. Styles is an example of what we ask men to do when they fuck up in their relationships. Hold yourself accountable, be honest, be vulnerable, be open to change. He realizes the woman he has in Ajwa. He may not have realized it years ago, especially at the height of his career when it was all these smoke and mirrors, right? Yeah. I think he has fully realized that she is a beautiful, brilliant woman who deserves the best of the best. I think it eats at him that he has treated her so poorly in the past, yet she's still here when there are plenty of men who would love to have a woman like Ajwa, from what I see, she's sweet, she's compassionate, she's down to earth, she has her own things going for herself. So I, again, I am super rooting for uh, Ajwa and Styles P. You know yes, what? Cheating and infidelity is a lot to get past, but he seems like he really wants to do the work to have a healthy loving marriage it you know what it is it doesn't feel performative you know what i mean because a lot of you're right you're right because because i mean we got let's let's get to the root and let's be honest a lot of men say they want to do straight men specifically straight black men even more specifically they say they want to do the work they say they want to change but uh, instead of doing the work and actually putting forth the effort they just say that for lip service and all they do is gaslight you know what I'm saying? And playing folks' face. So it seems that he truly is doing the work to be accountable. And he, he seems genuinely remorseful. You know what I mean? Because, again, a lot of dudes just do lip service. And like, oh, I'm sorry, baby. Da, 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 da. Okay, can we move past this? Let's get forward. You know, smoke and mirrors. Da, da, da. Styles P seems like I am humble in the fact that Ajua still loves me and wants to be with me. Because, honestly, she shouldn't. And yeah, yeah. Considering I, what but he I put recognize, her through. Oh, yeah, he. But I recognize she deserves a lot better than me. Yes. Um, and it takes a different type of person to recognize that they haven't been the best to somebody, and that that person probably does deserve a lot better than what you have given them. That takes humility um, that a I lot like of people that. don't and have. Speak, but on the opposite, you got CeeLo big ass and this motherfucking. Big Mama house dress. Let me tell you something. Talking about the fucking riddles. Let me tell you something. I am not. I knew that I wouldn't be here for, but I'm, it's confirmed. I'm not here for CeeLo. He is a. <laughs> he's a. He's a big ass smoking mirror, just saying what he thinks sounds good, but not actually doing the work. Not at all. Let me tell you something. 
I was because I was texting Candace. I had to pause it and rewind it so I could actually get the content and get the understanding of what it was going on because I was too busy laughing at the fact that this motherfucker CeeLo was up here in this goddamn Shaolin monk ass robe and shit. This motherfucker really was up here looking like Buddha. CeeLo, why did you wear that? Why did you wear your Mima's goddamn shower curtain and shit as a motherfucking dress and shit? Sir, what are you doing? Why did you do that, CeeLo? Listen, this ain't Nars Barkley. You ain't going crazy. Put on some goddamn regular-ass clothes, CeeLo. You too goddamn big and bald and shiny for that shit. You was up here looking like a motherfucking Almond Joy, nigga. What the fuck is wrong with you, you roly-poly old-ass nigga? Looking a fucking mess. A hot-ass damn mess. You up in here, your goddamn Meemaw sequin gowns and shit. Why did you do that? Up here distracting me from the actual content, and you up here being a goddamn the, the complete opposite of Styles P. And I couldn't even get past because you up here looking like motherfucker sister Odell and shit. See, you get a fuck you for me for that. You had no business wearing that shit. Continue, friend. Your arm ass outfit. Listen, looking like you just went to old lady gang and shit. What the fuck is wrong with you, CeeLo? Go ahead, friend. I just, I was like, boy. Boy, boy, nigga. Listen, you up here Listen. looking like goddamn um, fuck, fuck. up here goddamn looking like motherfucking Maleficent and shit. See, low boy, fuck you. Fuck you, for real. And it, it's fuck you because you're not doing the actual work to get to the root of the problems. At all. Being eloquent, knowing the right things to say, knowing the right words to use, that's in your repertoire as an artist as a producer, as a songwriter, but I'm so glad that Judge Lynn and Dr. Ishi right through all that bullshit, them smoking mirrors, all that eloquent talking, because mm-hmm. you've, you've said so much and said nothing. They listen to Goody Mob, nigga. Said so much and said nothing. And Shawnee, um, I don't know, I don't have any advice for you, but I want to tell you that you're never going to get the CeeLo that you truly desire. And for that, you should break things off and go on about your business. You're they never going a... to get the CeeLo that you truly desire. You're never going to get somebody open, honest, upfront, and willing to change. We are talking about a man who has a history of sexual assault and abuse against women, mm. of being mentally manipulative and playing mm. all types of games with his ex-wife. CeeLo is an older gentleman. He's not going to change. Who you have is what you're getting. Okay? Mm. So with that being said, next we're going to discuss Jocelyn and... No, I want to discuss Michele and Stu because I truly feel like Michele is so insecure, so unaware of the power that she possesses as a woman that she does not understand that she deserves the very best in a man i love my husband i have never tried to pawn him off on another woman because i felt like he wanted something better than me different than me let me say this and i'm saying it with my whole ass chest i'm the shit bitch I am that motherfucker. I am a great catch. I am worthy of being someone's wife. I am worthy of being somebody's mother. 
all of the good things in life that happened to me, I deserve them. I am not going to go around pawning you off on the next woman because I don't think you want me or that I deserve to have you. Mm-hmm. That is how I feel about Michelle and Stu is that her self-esteem is so low. There is nothing that Stu can do. And I think that Dr. Ish and Judge Lynn continue to miss the mark by not coming flat out and telling her, you are the problem in your relationship. It's not Stu. I honestly do believe Stu played it up at that pool party. Do I think he had a good time? Yes. Why wouldn't you have a good time with free liquor, free food, and people that you find attractive? But I definitely put think he put a lot of sauce on it like he said he did. Because, again, if you have any common sense, if you've ever watched this show, even just one season, this is part of the course for them. They do this same exercise every season. They really do. Like they don't switch it up at all. I give them one thing. They are consistent. Now, what, do that consistency work all the time and do it hit? No, but they are consistent. Yeah. The, I don't get what Misha Lay's voice is so high and annoying, but her self-esteem is so low, but also annoying. So it's like, Misha Lay, God damn, are you ever going to not be annoying <laughs> in whatever octave you in? Like, Jesus fucking Christ. Um, I, I'm not even going to lie. I'm be real with my listeners and I'm be real with my friend here. It's very hard for me to get invested in Stu and Michelle. And this is a very superficial reason, but I'm standing up in my truth. It's hard for me to get invested in them because of Michelle voice. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, am, I am very sorry. But every time she opened her mouth, it's just like, I want to grate my eyes out. And I just... Even if they're talking about something very, you know, important, you know, and as my friend so eloquently pointed out, they falls and stuff, it's just hard for me to care because I don't care to hear them. What? Well, let me be specific. Hear Misha Lay talk. Yeah. Like, I do it because it's my due diligence as a podcaster, but as far as, like, caring about their story, I really don't. Um, and- I don't care just because she's so insecure and there's nothing that they can do until she's willing to do the work on herself. Talk space is available. Promo code read. You know what? I don't even think talk space would be. <laughs> God damn. So it's hard. It's hard for me to care because I know that she is the main source of contention in her relationship. And there's nothing that Stu can do differently until she is in a different headspace. Um, she will continue to try to push him off on other women. She will continue to act like she is not enough for him. And he will continue to withdraw because he gets tired of feeling like he has to always prove himself to her. So, like, can you imagine trying to always give your significant other some other sex that ain't yours? I know you fucking lie. <laughs> like, can you imagine? Like, I can't imagine. <laughs> I can't imagine. I mean... I mean, granted, ain't nobody checking for me right now. But I can't imagine being with somebody and being like, you know what? Here, would you like some dick today, babe? Go ahead and get you some some dick that ain't mine. Like, what? <laughs> like, the fuck? Misha, like, girl, what did you do? <laughs> get it damn together. She's single-handedly self-sabotaging. Right. She's single-handedly sabotaging herself, and it's 
like you said, Jeremy, until, until she is working on that, I really can't see anything else because in my eyes, from what I've seen in these first three episodes, Stu doesn't do anything for her to treat him like that. Now, I would say Stu can be annoying at times, but I mean, he young as fuck, and we're going to do that anyway. Yeah. Young niggas going to do that anyway, because that's just how he is. But as far as, like, actually sabotaging their relationship and shit, all that seems to be on Michelin. Gotcha. And it's, you know, I just, I can't foresee, and I can't get truly, truly invested in them getting better and moving forward, because, hell, Michelin don't. You know what I'm saying? Like I, as a as a as a viewer, can only be can only get invested if you give a fuck. And it don't seem like Michelle give a fuck to unpack her baggage and pro- stop projecting that all on Stu. And Stu is just like, I mean, I don't know what to do, dog. You know what Stu is? Stu is that damn gift of um, Alonzo Mourning shaking his head on the bench. Yeah. Like he don't know what to do. He's just like, I mean, I guess I'm here and shit. I don't, you know, I ain't, I ain't. Yeah. Speaking of, but I mean, I it could be worse because you could be a fucking embarrassment. Which speaking it could of, be Jocelyn. First, so first things first. <laughs> I've been waiting for this. Jocelyn is just being a real weirdo and a real bozo, trying to create conflict with Bianca where there is none. If yeah. I'm not in a good mood, if my heart is breaking because the nigga that I came here with can't seem to stop talking to the other bitch that I had to beat up after taking a $183 Uber to beat her the fuck up, mm. I'm not in a talking mood. I want right. to talk to Dr. Ish. I want to talk to Dr. to Judge Lynn. I want to figure some shit out. I don't want to hee-hee-ha-ha with you. I need some comforting. I need some support because what this motherfucker is doing to me is dead fucking wrong. So Jocelyn trying to turn this into a hate thing when Bianca is far prettier than Jocelyn is funny. Let's than talk about it. Let's you talk thought about you it. can't, you, you hating on me. Cause I too fine. Jocelyn, you not that fine, baby. Jocelyn turned into the same bitches that she beat up on her own damn show. Mm-hmm. Like let's She's get to the root. She not that fine. She not that cute. She don't cook that well. She don't look that good in her clothes. She ain't that good. She's not good at music. She's not good at being a mother. What exactly does Bianca have to be jealous of you about? You are not that girl. Especially when you don't have bad. We've seen you have bad days when you want to talk to nobody, Jocelyn, but you couldn't empathize or sympathize with Bianca. You need your face slap. Because you yeah. did all that carrying on for no motherfucking reason. And Bianca to... said it. I wasn't trying to be rude. I wasn't trying to be mean. I'm just in a bad mood and I could use some support, some kindness instead of walking in on y'all talking shit about me or this, that, and the third when y'all don't have the whole story. This nigga chose us, came in telling half the story. He didn't tell the whole story. And you see how they reacted when they got the whole story. He's not just talking to any bitch. He's talking to the same bitch that you called a $200 Uber to beat up. And yeah, that that's the energy I would give as well because oh, you can't hell give me no. exactly, Jeremy. <laughs> so that ain't how Michelle says. That's exactly how the bitch sound for real, for real. God damn, Michelle! Can we like listen? Y'all already donated to that damn uh, little white boy. Can we donate a go? Can we start a go for me to get? Michelle, a, a, a regular speaking voice sound transplant because goddamn, exactly. <laughs> like shit, get her a new speaking voice <laughs> or something. Well, my bad. Go ahead, friend. Continue. Yep. <laughs> um, mm. 
And then at this pool party, Jocelyn started. First of all, let me say this. Jocelyn too old to be acting like that. Yeah. I don't care how she presents herself. The fact of the matter is that Jocelyn Hernandez is a woman that's got to be approaching 40. Or over 40. Let me look that up real quick. Go ahead. She she is at this pool party acting single. You want a man to put put a ring on his finger, yet you sitting up here feeding other men fruit and vegetables. You twerking. You talking about skinny dipping, getting naked. Like, I believe there's a time and a place for everything. I also agree with Dr. Ish when he told Ballistic once Ballistic blew up that that's the Jocelyn that you met. That's the Jocelyn you entered a relationship with. And that's the Jocelyn that you... Are that that's who she is. However, Mr. Jocelyn, you pimping. However, how we behave single and how we believe behave in a relationship should be completely different. I know there you should fucking be some, lying, friend. Friend, huh? what? According to Google, that uh, according to Google, Jocelyn is thirty three. I know you fucking lying. She looked forty three. Oh shit! Shit, fifty three. She's. She's she's so she's again she's still old enough to know better. Yeah, thirty three. You old enough to know better. Yeah, and even who you are, who we are as people, that changes slightly when we get into relationships because the shit that we are, the sh- the things that we do while we single, we should not do when we have a partner, especially if we're talking about a monogamous relationship. Especially when you're the, pressuring your partner to get married and shit. To get married. To your pimp, but still. <laughs> So like the thing that I didn't like about this was that excuse me, sorry about that. I'm not expecting Jocelyn to be a saint. I'm not expecting Jocelyn to be prissy. I'm not expecting Jocelyn to not have a good time. I what got me was that you could tell, or at least just me, you could tell she was forcing it to try to act like she like is a college student and shit. Like she like her, you know what? She she started acting in the same age as Chosen. And ma'am, you got at least 10 years on that boy, if not more. You know what I mean? Like, you can have a good time without doing the fucking most and being extra and shit, which I which is what I feel ballistic got upset about. Now, do I think he turned into the Hulk a little bit too much? Yes. But I also don't feel that he was wrong because it's like, Yes, you all you know that you were Jocelyn Hernandez. You know that she turned up and shit, and that's all well and good. But come on, we're not stupid. You can tell the difference between having a good time and intentionally doing the fucking most and making a scene. And which is yep. that's what Jocelyn was she doing. Was, she was she was doing the fucking most and making the scene. You ain't have to feed and no goddamn white boy no motherfucking fruit, girl. What the fuck, girl? What the fuck? You feeding white men in twenty twenty? I know you fucking lying to me, Jocelyn Hernandez. Lying. Listen, lying. Girl. Which, <laughs> ballistic went ballistic. <laughs> ballistic goes ballistic. He I ain't gonna lie, I was laughing. Party. She, she runs her scary ass in the house. Oh, we gonna and... get to the party everybody was <laughs> She runs her scary ass in the house. Let me, let me say this. Ballistic's temper um, was a red flag for me. Yes, yes. Definitely. Um, you know who Jocelyn is. If you ever watched an episode of Love and Hip Hop Atlanta, you've seen her do far worse than what she did at that pool party. Yes. I agree um, you are currently on a show with her about stripping. And pimping. And pimping. Mm-hmm. 
And you hooked She's on Love and Hip Hop Miami. She's been on Love and Hip Hop Atlanta. She's now on Marriage Bootcamp. She has a, a history of being volatile on social media. Yeah, Keep volatile towards you. Volatile towards you. Volatile towards her ex's kids. She doesn't even have custody of her own kids. She has no child. You know the Jocelyn that you are with. Your temper scared the shit out of me because it didn't require all of that. Right. Was she wrong? Yes. Could it have been a conversation? Yes. Yeah. Could Did it, it have been daddy right then and there? Yes. There was no reason for you to be breaking shits, knocking cups out her hand. Jocelyn. Breaking shit that you know you can't goddamn pay for ballistic. Jocelyn. I've been waiting for this. Jocelyn. <laughs> you got, you me. got on your knees <laughs> to kiss that man's feet <laughs> when all you did was get a little too rambunctious at a pool party. You know, she was doing that when it came to my mind, friend. Remember that damn, uh, that damn Boys to Men song on Bending Knees? I, you know, I, listen, no, I, listen, no, no. She got on her knees and kissed that man's feet. He was so embarrassed, he didn't even know who to do He was like, girl, get up. Come on, baby, you ain't got to do all this. You, di- listen. <laughs> he was like, oh, man, you, but he ain't that serious. If you got to completely change who you are to be with somebody for the long haul, that's not the person you should be with. Jocelyn, you cannot, you're not capable of changing. That's who you are. That's exactly who you are. And is it is it disgusting? Hell yeah, bitch, you trash. But that nigga knew you was trash when you got with him. You sitting on your goddamn knees, kissing the motherfucking feet and all that kind of shit. Like, what do you... With, what's the Jocelyn, end game for that? Beloved, you kissed a straight man's feet. Let me tell you something. I And I'm not saying this as like a badge of honor, you know, trying to make sure I'm, you know, a, 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 you know the, the gold star bad bitch, you know, whatever. But listen, let me tell you something. I take care of my feet, you know. I, I pride myself on taking, you know, grooming myself and all that shit. And I wouldn't want nobody kissing my damn toes. You know what I'm saying? Like, Jocelyn, girl, you kiss the straight man toes. What the fuck are you doing? See, you up been doing this goddamn Dolly and crying and shit, Jocelyn. What the fuck? That was a lot. I'm so sorry. Please take it. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Girl, girl, what the fuck are you doing? Jocelyn. What what happened to the baddest bitch? What happened to ain't nobody gonna tell me a motherfucking thing? Not even my old nigga. You get on your knees and kissing this man's feet, girl. What the fuck? Everybody was so embarrassed. Styles P was like, "Girl, come on, sis, come on." <laughs> Listen, he was like, "Get up, please, boo. Get up, boo. Get up, get please. Up, please. Like, you, please, not, boo, get up. You, please, come on. Get up, boo. Get like, up, girl, boo. you didn't even kiss Stevie's feet. What the fuck? Get up, mama." Please. Get up, mama. Come on. Don't go out like this. Come on, mamas. Get up. <laughs> Everybody was so Get goddamn up. uncomfortable. You got knocked out like Frank Wilder. Get up, mamas. Get, Come on. You know what? Yeah. 
Can we sidebar? That was that was the that was the end of the episode. Truly, that was all that really happened. Um, next week, she's supposed to get realer, more realer, I guess. Mm-hmm. And we're gonna be here to bring you the mess and the mayhem. Hopefully, it ain't no more Puerto Rican princesses kissing feet and shit. Because mm-hmm. I didn't sign up for that. That's not why I watched Marriage Boot Camp. I didn't watch. I didn't sign up to watch no Puerto Rican princess kiss nobody corns and bunions. We didn't sign okay. up for a Puerto, for a Puerto Rican pedicure. You and before we go, speaking of we TV, y'all, in some form or fashion, we may try to bring growing up hip hop to to the to the masses, um, either by way of Patreon or in the regular lineup. Also, um, yeah, we'll at least touch on it. I've been watching it, and that shit messy. Bow Wow on the show, Romeo on the show. Wait, they at the just, same time? Yeah. Where is yeah. it located? They in L.A. with Angela Simmons. Wait, Bow Wow moved back to L.A.? He on the show with Angela. Oh, shit. Well, that's the type of negative negativity I throw Pep, out so I'll look at it. about to get beat up by Kendu Isaac's st- uh, daughter and everything. This shit is getting <laughs> wild, okay? Shit get Ken, crazy, okay? Kendu hands. Now, listen. Now, we finna go to Chicago for the season finale of <laughs> Black Ink Chicago. Shine town. Shine town. Shine Not the dad. Not the dad. <laughs> Girl, you was scamming the as fuck we, you was doing. As we said, that nigga four is not the baby daddy of that lady and her daughter. Okay. Right. That girl, that lady was scamming. Scamming. She wanted a check. And shout Which out honestly, to Ford like, for helping her get one. Right. She could have been shut that shit down. Right. With sidebar, I will say though, like on a real like I know we paid and shit, but don't like on a real tip that girl that lady need her ass beat for using her daughter like that. Like for real, for real. But girl, fuck you. <laughs> Played our damn face. We knew that nigga wasn't that damn girl child of uh, father. And you knew that shit. Cause you, you didn't move like nobody shit. that was you didn't move like nobody that was sure that that for was her damn daddy. Wait 17 goddamn years for this shit, girl. This ain't no motherfucking uh uh Shit, what was damn daytime? This ain't no motherfucking young and the restless shit, girl. At all. And the, and the fact that it took um Dawn because four is too much of a damn nice guy. The fact that it took Dawn being the bad guy, quote unquote, Listen. um to get this to get that damn Turner to test done and get to the root of it. I just you that that mama need her face slapped. Um, mm-hmm. I will say good on four for still wanting a relationship with that girl, you know, and not, you know, treating her like shit because her mama ain't shit. And mm-hmm. while, while Don's approach wasn't necessarily the best. It got the um, motherfucking he, job done. Let's correct. go. And she, y'all can stop playing on our face with that damn storyline. Four is not the father and we could go ahead and call it a motherfucking day. Correct. Charmaine in the shop. So I thought we would see Jess in the season finale, but we don't. That says a lot about the nature of Charmaine and Jess's relationship. I checked the Second City Inc. Um, Twitter, Instagram, and shit like that, and see no Jess nowhere around. Which, hold on, Frank. Can we let's let's slightly touch on this because I was thinking about this as I was watching this episode because I remember last episode. So Jess, let me get this straight. 
you got a even when you came to Chicago, you still had a whole last shop in London from it on it on you had a whole shop across the pond. Still had clients across the pond. Still was able to do work when you went back across the pond. Why the f- wasn't even present in the season finale because I didn't even realize that until Candace just said it. Why the fuck did you even come to Chicago in the first goddamn place when your bread and butter is still in London? Opportunists. And when that shit blew up in your face, you ran back. Because ain't no way in hell, because I thought about it, ain't no way in hell that I'm a known tattoo artist. I got a little bit of clout, you know, at least according to her. I got clients. I, I can I can move across the whole entire globe and still have clients waiting for me, lined up, waiting for my return in London. And I'm going to give all that shit up to go to Chicago, the second city, Inc., to partner, air quotes, with Charmaine, and waste not only they her time, but also mine. Girl, I could have stayed in fucking London for this shit. So, Jess, you just a bozo. You stupid. You was an opportunist, and it blew up in your face, and then you got mad and ran back across yonder. And I just want to know what was the reason? What was the point, I, Jess? I said from episode one, she was an opportunist. Mm, yeah. And it blew, like you said, Jeremy, it blew up in her face. The opportunity fizzled out. And you ran back to London, and that's the last you've been seen. And honestly, it's and the last we need to be seen of you, to be that's, honest. That's exactly what Charmaine deserved, to be honest. That's what she deserved. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's what you get. Because as, as much crying as you've done about Ryan pilfering people from your shop, just was his contact that you took it upon yourself to try to get her on your side and make Ryan look bad. Mm. Every time that Charmaine, I want to say this every time you break your neck to make Ryan look bad, you end up looking worse. Yeah. You end up looking worse. Now let's, let's rewind a little bit. Drea, Drea has had so much to say for her to be sitting her big, ugly, goofy, mediocre tattoo doing ass up in Ryan's shop as a fucking guest spot. Mm. You had all the mouth in the fucking world about Ryan Henry and Nye Mag for you to mm. be sitting up in his shit tattooing as a guest artist. Mm. Because the motherfucker you that ain't you ain't got nowhere up. to go because the bitch that you claim was so uh, empowering and so this, that, and the third, that bitch didn't even make sure the shop had no license and inspection done on it. Let's talk she, about it. And it's the thing. Charmaine ends up having an inspection done and passing it. That should tell you alone how fucking lazy and trifling she is. Right, because this shit could have been done. And she admitted that she could have had it been done, but she ch- was so goddamn lazy and chose not to and then blaming everything else in the world about it when she could have had the shit done and y- it wouldn't jeopardize your livelihood. But when it comes to your front door, now that you get, now you got all the shit to say, Drea, now you running the goddamn Ryan. It's, and it's by the grace of God that Ryan was like, I mean, I ain't going to try to like not have you eat and shit which is ironic because the motherfucker you were going up for was jeopardizing the way that you eat and shit, Drea. So again, I just have to say that your discernment is is lacking just like your goddamn tattooing skills. No lies told. Because, and I'm I'm slightly jumping ahead a little bit and I know Candace going to get to it. Because let me tell you something. Charmaine said in this episode that put some respect on my name. And I just want to know, what name does Charmaine have to put respect on? 
because since her inception on the show, the only thing her name has been associated is is mess, chaos, and toxicity. So the fact that you rested your laurels on fucking Charmaine Drill, knowing her history, or at least you should have known her history on Black Ink Chicago, and you still went up for her anyway, only to see that she is exactly what everybody has been saying that she is, including Ryan. Ryan better than me, because I would have told you to kill rocks, to be perfectly honest. That's just me, because I'm petty. But I would have been like, I mean, shit happens, B, you better start a GoFund. But the fact that he wanted to put money in your pocket, because he know how hard it is. Meanwhile, you look at motherfucking Charmaine and shit, and she telling you to kiss her ass and fuck you and shit. It's what she deserved, Dre. It's what she deserved. And the North ain't forgot that goddamn talk, that fucking ugly ass tattoo you did, looking like if a dire wolf from Game of Thrones got sick and shit. You up here looking like that dire wolf that they killed when Rob got uh, killed at the Red Wedding, bitch. I ain't forgot. Listen, you ain't telling me You can't tell me that shit don't look like a dead down wolf frame. You can't tell me that tattoo was ugly as shit. Speaking, speaking of Prince is out. That made my heart smile. That made surprised. my heart smile because Prince ain't had no business in nobody's jail for two years over a nonviolent offense over an illegal search and seizure. Oh, mm. talk about I know her, I know his baby mom happy as hell. Listen. But Prince, we still need to communicate with you and get your communication skills better, friend. Listen, we, we we still gotta we still gotta teach you how to text, friend. Cause <laughs> nigga, you could have told some damn about it. Listen, that part. Um, Prince is out of jail. The shop does pass inspection, like we alluded to, which is great. Um, so the Nymad, the original Nymad crew have a mutual friend who has opened up his own restaurant. And shout out to that. Shout out to black people getting a foot up in the food world because yes and supporting their own supporting their own shout out to that ryan ryan for and don go charmaine and second city inc go and danielle for some reason danielle is there i think danielle is there to help um just because charmaine is so super pregnant and she's super emotional she's not thinking charmaine was irrational when she wasn't pregnant she's even more irrational pregnant <laughs> so yeah let's, let's go let's go that's fair to this restaurant so let's look cut right to the to the good shit charmaine ryan for and don finally sit down and had a conversation they should have been had and as again this bitch is just super pregnant, super irrational. She is blaming four for some of the shit that happened with Van, and four was not even on the show. Yeah, because he was dealing with his uh, suicidal depressive episode. He was he was dealing with his depression. He was at a facility getting treatment. He was away from the show. He had absolutely nothing to, to do with that. Four don't want no smoke with you. Four has always loved you. Like the thing is, these people have always, these men have always loved you, Charmaine. It has always been you creating chaos and going against them at every little turn, trying to prove you that bitch, you bossed up. It has always been you. Always. Everything that you have gotten from them has been reciprocation of energy. Yeah. A dose of your own medicine. Yeah, it's stuff that you do that causes them to react the way that they do. 
and you don't have any self-awareness or self-discipline or whatever type of reflective thing I could say right here, you don't, you don't look in the mirror and ever be like, you know what? I was wilding. I was wrong. I fucked up. My bad. It's always everybody else and never Charmaine. But if we roll the bean footage back, if we roll the clips back, it's 90% of the time you cause a mess, strife, and chaos. But you don't want to take any accountability and want everybody else to apologize to you. That ain't how it worked, beloved. At all. And even um, then, even Ford, then. Ford, Ford even said that it broke his heart not to be able to be there for you and be a friend to you and all that you were going through, celebrate you, help you with the mourning and the passing of your mom and all this stuff. He wanted to be there. If I would understand if you didn't want Don there, because you and Don have a little weird history together. Before, before he never did you no harm. Right. They never even tried. Just tried to stay neutral when all this shit was going on. And you cannot blame him for that. Okay? Um, Don, why would you... Charmaine, why would you believe anything Van has to say? Van, Don was not on that Vegas trip. Why would he even think to concoct a story like that when he was not there? Now, I will say this. I was glad that they rolled the bean footage back because while he was not there, he definitely went along with it. And I was glad that they rolled it back. Cause I remember us dragging him for that and dragging him for this in real time. He definitely kept that shit going and he, made it to the producer. So listen, he definitely brought, he definitely was the bone carrier. Yes. He did not make that bone. That came directly from Van, and Van is the only reason Van keeps lying is because there's no camera footage of him starting that rumor. There, mm. There's no evidence yeah. that he started it. This. But if we look at the facts, if we look at logic, if we sit it down and we recognize that Don was not on that Vegas trip, any information he got about that Vegas trip would have had to come from Charmaine or Van. Charmaine, it wasn't Charmaine, it was Van. So for Van to sit up and act like Don made this rumor up and kept it going and spread it in ABCD, I call, I'm calling bullshit. Van definitely fed that information to Don with the, with, with the hopes that it would make it through to the producers, to the rest of the cast and everything else to keep his storyline on the show, to keep him on the show. Don Van has Don no does have to eat some shit for being a messy bitch though. Oh he yeah, does. he was absolutely being messy. Yeah, he was being like messy. that's my only thing. Like Van definitely deserves all the dragon. He does. Like don't get me wrong, but Don got to eat shit for carrying that bone on. Cause you know what? You know what Don was doing? Don was doing some charade shit. He absolutely was yeah. being a charade of Black Ink. Oh, he was being a bone carrier. I ain't taking that yeah. from him, but he didn't start that rumor. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. How could yeah. he? He wasn't there. Yeah. How would he know those type of specifics about that a trip he was not on? Yeah. That came from Van. Mm -hmm. And so, then Don took it and ran with it for whatever damn bozo ass reason. Like that's really my issue with Don. That's is my like issue. You could why did you do it? Like you could have like let Van eat shit. I mean, he gonna eat eat shit anyway, because like you said, it came from him and it's the only person that it could have came from. But why did you even carry it on you know because they even rolled the footage back like 
of Don, like, literally talking to the producer, like, yo, I got this tea, like, Van said this, da 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 It's like, I mean, yeah, fuck Van, but also fuck you too a little bit on Don. Because why? Nice. Why did you even do that? Yeah. So I kind of, like, I'm, you know, just speaking for me, and I know you're going to drag Van or you have, which, you know, I'm always here I'm for. Not, I'm not going to drag Van again because we've established that he's a liar. Yeah. And he's lying just because there's no camera footage to support his bullshit. And he's playing on that. Mm-hmm. Um, he's going to do everything in his power to keep having some type of recurring role on the show. So I'm not feeding into it. Yes, Don was messy. No, I don't think Don started that rumor. I think that was purely Van, and Van has an opportunity to deny it because there's no camera footage of him talking to Don about the ins and outs of that Vegas trip. That's also, that's what I have for that. Also, um, but I, Van I, looked very scared that Don was gonna beat him the fuck up. And Fold was there too. Like they was finna t- they was finna turn into uh Tommy and Jason from Power Rangers and beat him the fuck up in his fur. Yep. Van, the only nigga I've never seen that little ugly and fur. Like, how you that bald and that short and hey, that fat? Hey, when Ryan one? said, uh, I, if, I, if you would have said a goofy nigga was going to show up, I would have said you lying, but here he is, a goofy nigga. <laughs> I mean, did he lie? Like, the, 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 scene, the, the thing that I loved in that scene is that Ryan only said, like, one word to that nigga and then just shut up. He's like, I ain't got time for this shit. Four and, and, and Don, y'all can handle that shit. Yeah, but um, like I really didn't have nothing for it. Like I, like it's like fuck Van, but also like fuck four two. But also and most importantly, I don't care about this rumor shit no more. I wish y'all didn't really bring it up. To be honest, yeah, and I, I hope that y'all don't bring it up no more. Please, because honestly, we truly do not care. Don't. And we did not need to see Van up here looking like if CeeLo shopped at like. Kroger's and shit. Like, we didn't need to see that. Facts. Also, shout out to uh, Ryan and Rachel for getting back together. <laughs> I was ready to go here as the end point. First of all, Kitty needs better pussy management. Because she is always misappropriating that pussy. She is not making pussy pants. Now... It's going to surprise y'all that I'm going to have to do this, but I'm going to do it. Rachel is the donkey of the week for me. Rachel <laughs> Whoa, I was, I was not expecting that. Rachel is the bozo of the week for me because I feel like she is playing games with Ryan. Really she not. knew what Ryan wanted at the beginning of the season. Ryan was taking the steps to repair their relationship, rebuild the trust, and get back to being a family. At every turn, she told Ryan it was over. She wanted to move on. She did not want him. Miraculously, when she learned, because I'm pretty sure she heard the rumors the same time we heard them about Ryan and Kitty, she decides that she wants to be with Ryan. Hmm. That is unfair to me. Because in that, you have caused harm to another woman. Because Ryan was fully prepared to move on and start to build something with Kitty. Especially after that therapy session. He was fully prepared to 
lay it all on the line with Rachel and move on and be, be building something with Kitty. You saw that. And now it's, what are we, re- what are we doing, Ryan? I want this. I want you. That's not fair. That's not fair. You could have been going to these therapy sessions with Ryan. Y'all could have been ironing out y'all issues together as a couple. You did not need all of this space. You did not need him to go sign a brand new lease, take on an extra bill and all of this. If your goal was to get back with him as well, you played in our face, Rachel. And in the end, you dragged it. You got another woman dragged through the mud the way you felt he had been doing you. With care. That is so unfair. Like that. And that is very ugly because you don't need to be completely separate to work on issues together. Even if you wanted Ryan to get his own space, fine. But you told him it's over. I don't want you. I don't want to be with you. Let's move on. You didn't say, hey, I think we should live separately, but we should start the therapy and start doing things to get our relationship back on track and bring our family back under one roof. She never said that. Hmm. She never said that. She said it was over and she wanted it over and Ryan needed to move on because she was moving on. That's what she told him at the beginning of the season. You know, I never thought about it like that, but I, I see where you're going with it. Because I ain't going to yeah, lie, I, I, I definitely thought she, because she had me feel, because I thought she was like, I mean, it's over, nigga. And I mean, we called it. We, if, saw, we called, didn't we say, if Rachel don't want to be with you, then that's on her because you messed up the relationship. Right, so we, right. <laughs> yeah, we said that. Work. You need to do what she said, go get a place, stop sleeping in the shop, stop waiting for her to allow you back into the house. It's yeah. over. It's your fault that it's over. Move on. We've been dragging around for eight or four years over that shit. So, yeah. So, for her to come back talking about what are we doing and I want this, I want to be with you, that's completely unfair and that's completely manipulative. That's manipulation because you and Ryan could have worked on your issues together even while living separate. But had you been honest with him about what you wanted, he would not have engaged Kitty in any compa- in any capacity. I believe that, yeah. I, I definitely believe that, especially when Jeremy eloquently dragged his ass last week for playing with Kitty. Yeah, yeah. So if if I fully believe if Rachel has said, I want us to live separately, but I would like for us to go to counseling together, I would still like for you to do your own separate counseling so we can work out our issues and get to the point where we can, we can be in the same house, we can get engaged, and eventually we end up married. She never said that. She beat him over the head about how much it was over and he needed to get his shit together and move on so they could co-parent successfully. And how much that, he fucked up, which he did. He, which he did. I feel like she played a game that got another woman's feelings hurt. I cannot imagine what Kitty is feeling because she was really developing some strong feelings for Ryan, hence her taking the job at Second City Inc. She didn't want to mix business and pleasure, so she found employment elsewhere, and she and Ryan had been getting really close. And I do yeah. not think Ryan had would have been getting close with her had Rachel been honest about wanting to fix the relationship. Uh, th- this is my thing. I don't like that ego shit. 
And that was some ego shit on Rachel's part. Well, you hurt my feelings. You fucked over me. So I'm about to tell you I don't want you even though I want you. Take your ego out of shit. You got to be honest about what you want with people so that people can know how to show up and act accordingly. You telling me to move on, get in therapy, get my own spot, do my own thing, leave you alone, and let's just co-parent. That's exactly what Ryan started to do. And as an end result is, oh, what we doing? Let's just get back together. I miss you. You know what they they shit was? They shit was a whole jagged edge song. You know how we always talk about jagged edge is like, like baby mama slash baby daddy like break up the makeup music and shit? Yeah. That's exactly what Ryan and Rachel was. <laughs> And I thought we was going to be at the end of that shit because, again, Rachel was like, you know, you fucked up. And, I mean, I always got love for you, but I don't – I'm not in love with you no more. And you need to get your shit together, not for me, but for you. And yeah. it's like, well, damn. Because I ain't going to lie, friend. Like, when – at the end of the episode, like, when they cut to that transition, I was like, wait, since when the fuck did Ryan and Rachel get back together? I was taken aback. So, you know, I feel like – I wish Rachel would have stood up in it in that in her rightful like nigga it's over you know move on like I have so you can move on but I definitely was caught off guard with like these motherfuckers she and her professionals talking about well you know what we you don't understand about me and Ryan is we always got love for each other what the fuck did that have to do with this thing we always know y'all got love for each other y'all got children together Rachel what the fuck is you talking about that's always gonna be something there it's always gonna be a bond that ain't mean you got to be with the motherfucker especially when you were so adamant about how he did you which again fair because he was on some bullshit but if you just got with back with a nigga anyway then what was the point like what was the point of him and kitty getting together if you just got back with rachel and shit Especially, Rachel, when you knew you could have him back at any time. Because we've been calling that for a minute. If Rachel yeah. said jump, Ryan would say how high. And you've yeah. always known that. So, again, what the fuck was the point? What was the reason? What was it? I am confusion. Which, but I will say this. And I'm happy to see y'all back together. Don't get me wrong. Okay? But y'all could I'm stop not playing saying my face. I'm not saying that I don't want y'all back together. I just wish, Rachel, you had moved in a manner that would have been more upfront and honest so that Ryan wasn't preparing to move on and dating someone else and getting to know someone else and ultimately having to hurt her feelings by breaking things off to be in a committed relationship with you. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. I do feel like you dead ass wrong for how you played your hand. Because Ryan was fully invested in moving on from y'all's situation and seeing where things would go with Kitty because he had he liked Kitty. Yeah. He's and in he love had to with get you, out his own shit. But he and liked I, Kitty. And it yeah. takes time to fall in love with people. So him not being instantly in love with her, love at first sight, you my soulmate, that didn't mean anything. Yeah. Because for a lot of people, it takes time to get there. But he was willing to get there with her. And then you put a monkey wrench in things by saying, ooh, I know I said move on, but don't move on. Let's get together. Psych. <laughs> Psych. No take back. I, I thought that was pretty shitty of you. But I am. I hope that you and Ryan are happy together. Yeah. Um, I still want to see the sex tape. Yeah, same. To be honest, I would have liked to see the sex tape with him and Kitty, too, to be perfectly honest. <laughs> Either or. I would have liked to see both of them. 
But that's just me. That's just me. Yeah. Um, now I will say though, uh <laughs> I know <laughs> I don't know if they're gonna address it on New York, but I know Caesar looking at all this like I know you fucking lying. Mm-hmm. I mean, Ryan said that y'all ain't that close, though, so I don't even know why you was carrying on like that, Caesar, but you played yourself, you ugly-ass nigga. <laughs> with that goddamn missing-ass side tooth. You worrying about who somebody's sleeping with, and you need to worry about your motherfucking side tooth, you bitch-ass nigga. Listen, those previews made me laugh. Oh, they already got the preview. They showed a preview at the end of the episode and C's trying to open up a black ink in Chicago, talking about he mentored Ryan and this, that, and the third. You and Ryan the same age. How and, the, wait, mentored where? Uh, what? <laughs> hold on. Wait, wait, hold on. You mean to tell me Caesar said that he mentored Ryan? Yes. In what? How to be a bitch ass nigga? Because business wise, and especially if especially in Chicago at that, oh, uh, mm-hmm. who the fuck has told Ryan Henry a motherfucking thing? If a goddamn show ain't no motherfucking Caesar, because for all the shops that season opened up, the fact that the only lucrative thing that he has is that shop those two shops in new york like we don't hear shit about the new orleans shop we don't hear shit about the atlanta shop we don't hear shit about the miami shop nigga the only thing you promoting your bread and butter is the new york shops and that's because of mess not because of actual tattoos mm-hmm. so i'm trying to figure out what the fuck you mentored ryan at and as ryan has obviously stated i mean you cool but we ain't that cool nigga Yep. Well, that's the type of negativity I like to see because I'm here for Caesar looking like the bitch ass nigga that he is. Yeah. And some shit with Sky. Look like Sky saw to that son, and it ultimately led from her being removed from the show. Wait, which one? Uh, Genesis. Oh, no, whoa, Des. whoa, no, whoa! Des, 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 Des. I was about to damn say. <laughs> It looks like she assaults Genesis. She assaults Dez, and she ends up um, placed on being placed on leave from the show. Well, Sky, it's what you deserve because you was a bozo ass bitch. It's what you deserve. Yeah, fuck you, ho. Yeah, honestly, I listen. I, when you said Genesis, I was surprised because I know good and there where she ain't run up on Genesis. Genesis been wanting to be her ass for quite some time. Yeah, that was my bad. It was Dez who came looking for her. Hmm. Well, you reap what you listen. You reap what you sow, Sky. You ain't have no childs, and then you use those childs for a storyline, and they ain't with the bullshit. So that's on you. They ain't got shit to do with them damn kids. That's on you, you bozo ass heifer. Yep. I but think that's it for this episode. That's man. that's been it for this episode. Uh, be on the lookout for a new episode of Ratchet Reloaded this week on the Patreon. If you are subscribed. If you aren't, please go subscribe. That money helps keep the network going. We are not living a lavish lifestyle. Um, we just won't be able to pay the bills on the network to keep bringing you ratchetry. Hashtag um, content. Hashtag content. Come on with the jingle. Come on, Jingles 2000. Um, but we'll see you guys back. We will not be here next week. 
we will be back on the 9th of March or the 8th of March, should I say? Um, yes, we'll be back on the 8th of March. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. In the meantime, in between time, go listen to your favorite episodes with Curtis. Go listen to your favorite episodes of Gay Side. Go listen to your favorite episodes of Mama Meets World featuring Curtis. Um, if you are on the Patreon, if you're subscribed at the $10 level, go listen to the previous episodes of The Wind Down, which I am going to have to try to find guest host maybe to fill in bi-weekly and discuss the latest and greatest and current events and such, so on and so forth. Um, but we thank you for being supporters, for all of the prayers, the thoughts, the check-ins you guys have sent our way. Yes. Uh, Curtis was not just a friend. Curtis was family. He was a leader. He was somebody we looked up to for inspiration. And so we... We will continue on in his, in his legacy. And we appreciate yeah, y'all for joining us will. and continuing to follow us and uplifting and continuing his legacy. Absolutely. So we thank y'all. We adore y'all. We'll see you back in two weeks. We out. Peace.